Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Right, I want to give a special shout out this morning to anybody who is under the age of 11. So if you're between the age of 0 and 11, can you give me a wave? If you are between 0 and 11, give me a wave. It's so good to have you back in the hall. Welcome. Amazing. So just so you know, if if you're new to Living Rock Church, you would be part of a group called Hot Rock. And Alex and Lisa, Alex who helped us lead worship this morning, and Lisa are part of the Hot Rock team. They lead the Hot Rock team. They do a brilliant job. And so it's great to have you with us. Have you got some props with you today? If you've got some ears, can you give me a wave with your ears? I would normally say years, but nobody would understand what I mean. And if you have a phone, can you give that a little wave? We're going to come to these in a minute. And if you have a sheet, could you give your sheet a wave? And then could you turn to somebody near you and just fan them for a minute like that? Just give them some fresh air. So you receive. There you go. Wonderful. Um, I know there are some new people in the room today. This is your first ever visit to Living Rock Church, and we're really glad to have you with us. I also know the uh, second visit. It's great to have Dan and his family back. We baptized Dan just a few months ago here, so it's great to have you guys back with us as well. And um, this morning, as Will said, I want to talk about talking with our Father. That's my very powerful, authoritative echoey voice there, talking with our father, father, father. And um, I am a son. If anybody's a son, can you give me a wave? Thank you very much. Anybody a daughter? This isn't showing off, but give me a wave. I am a son as well. I'm not a daughter, but I am a son, and I have a dad, and my dad is here today. So I have to be really, really well behaved. And I got to say happy Father's Day to my dad this morning. I love my dad. He's amazing. And I am also a dad. I have three children who knew that I was going to talk about them today, so they've all stayed at home. But normally they would be with me. So hi, kids. Um, And uh, I don't know why I'm asked to do Father's Day very often. I think it's because of this, because I am ready and willing to lay out some dad jokes. So dads, I'm going to arm you up today, all right? It's time for you to be armed up. So get your notebooks out, special leatherette box books that you got maybe on Father's Day this morning, or get your phone out. Okay, here we go. Someone has glued my pack of cards together. I don't know how to deal with it. I was wondering why the frisbee kept looking bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. What's the most detail-oriented ocean? The Pacific. What did Daddy Buffalo say to his lad on the way to work? Bye, son. What would the Terminator be called after his retirement? The ex-Terminator. My friends, I'm friends with almost all the letters of the alphabet, I just don't know why. Um, My wife Sarah, she stopped me asking, she asked me to stop singing Wonderwall. I said, maybe. I had a neck brace fitted a few years ago, I've never looked back since. How many tickles does it take to make a squid laugh? Tentacles. What's the flea and the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. Okay, last one, because I think you've had enough now. I once hired a limo, okay, it cost me £400, but when it arrived, the driver got out of the car and just started walking off. He said, excuse me, are you not going to drive me? He said, no, it's £400 just for the limousine, not for the driver. So I spent £400 on a limousine and have nothing to show for it. (laughs) Come on. Yes, that's right, deserves a little bit of glory. So dads. As Will said, all of our experiences with our fathers are different, and I'm not dismissing that, but we know what good dads should do, don't we? 
And I know from in my own experience what my dad has done for me. They show, they show us support, they encourage us, they keep us safe and look out for us, they give us good advice, even when we don't want it, especially when we don't want it, but it's good advice. They are a model to boys about the sort of men they should grow up to be and a model to girls about the sort of man they should aspire to be with. Work hard to provide for us and they're fun to be around and make us laugh, especially when they're not trying to, okay? That's dads. Dads are amazing. God wants dads to be amazing. He wants everyone to have a father and maybe not a natural father, a spiritual father even or somebody who's like a father to you. God wants that for everyone because God himself is a father. So I've got a video to watch. These are dads saving the day, okay? Dads in action. Can we play the video, please? Running and acting and reacting to catch or to save their child from harm. And it just, I thought of times that's happened in my own life, but I thought, how many times does God do that for us? Are there things that are going on and he suddenly, he rescues us, he lifts us up. We've sung about that this morning. And, and good dads will, above all, show us what God is like, show us what Jesus is like. They lead us to Jesus and Jesus leads us to the Father. And here's the amazing thing. Jesus always talked about his father. He loved to talk about his father. He loved to show people what his heavenly father is like, was like, and is like. And it can be a bit difficult to get our heads around what God is like because God is eternal. God is almighty. God is the creator. God is spirit. God is love. God is light. God is invisible. But Will said it right at the beginning. Jesus said, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. In Colossians 1.15, it says that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. And you know, God has given us the Bible to help us understand what he's like, to show us what he's like. And one of the things it says in the Bible is creation shows us what God is like. So if, you, if you've ever been on the beach, give me a wave. If anybody's ever been on the beach, I want you to close your eyes for the moment, okay? Because we've not really had a year of holidays, so I'm going to take you on a little holiday now. Imagine that you're standing on a warm, sunny beach. The sand is beneath your toes, and you can feel the warm sand between your toes as you scrunch your toes up. And you can, hear the, you can feel the breeze on you, and the sun is nice and warm, and you can feel that on your skin. And you can smell the sea, and you can almost taste how salty it is. And then as you look out across the horizon, you see where the sea meets the sky and there's this azure blue sky and this gorgeous shimmering sea and the sun is shining as you look down, the sand is golden. And you can hear the waves crashing against the beach as they break on the shore. And in that moment you think, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And in that moment, you know, creation is saying something. God is amazing. God is beautiful, God is awesome, that our touch and our sight and our taste and our smell and our hearing, all of our senses are impacted by the creator, the God who made us. That tells us a bit, just a tiny, tiny bit about what God is like. Isn't God awesome? Please come back now, okay? You're not on holiday any longer. Collect your baggage on the way out. And, um, and, you know, Jesus says, as we've said already, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When we see what Jesus is like, we know what our Heavenly Father is like. What did Jesus do? He healed people. He fed people. He cared for people. He loved people regardless of whether they were good, bad, or ugly. It didn't matter. And he laid down his life. And he went around doing good and healing everybody who was struggling because God was with him. God was showing the world 
just what he's like. And Jesus also wants us not just to know about the Father, but to know him, have a relationship with him. So if you've got your Bibles, can I ask you to turn to Matthew 6? I'm just going to read a little bit about what Jesus says. It's also going to be up on the screen. But, you know, if you've got it in your Bibles, you can double check, make sure that what I'm saying is accurate and right. This is from the New Living Translation. And this is Jesus talking about how we can know our Father. He's made a way for us to know him. This is how we can help develop that relationship with him. Jesus said this, If you're good at prayer, and you're extra holy, and you're very religious, does Jesus say that? Just says, when you pray, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues. Next verse, please. Where everyone can see them, and I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they'll ever get. But when you pray, there he said it again, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. Pray like this, our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. But Jesus says, this is how you talk with your father. And and Jesus says this, when you talk, I've already pointed that out. He didn't say, if you're good at prayer. Does anybody here feel really good at praying? Give me a wave if you think you are an excellent prayer. Tim, the swap. (laughs) Yeah, but many of us don't feel like that. A lot of people say, I don't really know how to pray. I'm not very good at prayer. I can do other things, but I'm not very good at prayer. How can you help me with prayer? And I'm saying, you are good at prayer because what we're doing right now is having a conversation. And that's exactly what prayer is. Except it's not with me, it's with God. It's with our Heavenly Father. And Jesus says, when you pray, you don't need to be a spiritual show-off. Oh, ineffably sublime one. Hear my voice and call. You know I'm worthy. I beseech thee, Father that you might respond to my acquiesce. I don't even know what I just said. God is not impressed by that. Jesus says, don't be like that. And he says, and don't be a random rambler. Give me a watch, 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 God, give me a watch, give me a watch. I'll go, not that watch, give me a watch, give me a watch, give me a watch. That doesn't get God's attention. Don't want to be a spiritual show for a random rambler. All you do is you take time to be with him that you find somewhere to go with him. My friend, I live with a guy called Chris. He used to go and hide in, literally in a closet in his bedroom to pray. He took the prayer closet thing, literally. But for him, it was a place where he knew he could be alone with him. For me, I like talking to God when I'm walking. When I'm out walking, I find that I can talk to my father really well in that way. There might be places you can go just to go and say, Father, I'm here. And Jesus taught his disciples to say this, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, what does that mean? It means 
Abba is the first word a child learns to say dad, really, in the Middle East. It's a term of relationship and intimacy and closeness, and it's also a term of respect. And I would say this, dad or daddy doesn't do it justice because it's bigger than that. It's, it's richer than that. But it means relationship and it means obedience. And that's something that Jesus showed us perfectly. He had a perfect relationship with the Father. He was perfectly obedient to the Father. And he opens the door to say, you can have that relationship with the Almighty God. He's our Abba Father. And here's the other thing about Abba. It's an Aramaic word. What I mean by that is it's in a language other than Hebrew. Jewish people spoke and prayed in Hebrew. It was a holy language. But when Jesus taught his disciples to say Abba, he used a different language to speak to God in, which blew everybody's minds. Imagine if the only language you could speak to God in was Welsh. That was the holy, is the holy, it was the holy language. If that was the only language you could speak to God in, only Welsh people could speak to God properly. We think that, but we're wrong. And then all of a sudden Jesus turns up and you hear people speaking in Welsh and, and you thought, I can't really speak Welsh very well. And all of a sudden in English, Jesus says, Father. And you think, oh, I know that word. I know how to talk with God. And that's the thing. We can pray to God wherever we are, whoever we are, whatever language we speak, how much we know, how much we don't know, how many words we know. It doesn't matter. He just wants us to speak with him, to talk with him. Isaac Ingram, he's not here today, but on the No Grow Show Show, if anybody's seen the No Grow Show Show, give me a wave. Does a brilliant job. We've done our fourth episode recently. Let's see what Isaac Ingram has to say about prayer. Yeah, so when I have a difficult question, I go to one of the smartest people I know, and probably one of the wisest. He's called Isaac. And we've asked him some questions like, when can we pray? How do we pray? Is there a specific hand action that we need to do? Is it, is it complicated, just like that word? <laughs> what tips have you got for us, Isaac? Um, so, hi, I have four questions here that I've been asked to answer today. And the first question is, how do I pray? So, to be honest, I just have a conversation with God. Most people think that to pray means you have to put your hands together like this and close your eyes and all that jazz. Um, and you can actually just sit on your sofa or just sit down or lie down and talk to God like you would your parents or your friends. Um, the second question is, what are my top tips to help others pray? So my first top tip is don't get angry or sad or scared or anything like that if God doesn't respond immediately. Um, he's very busy and um, he will, but he will always get back to you eventually. Um, my second top tip is don't try and keep things from him. He already knows everything and you'll just get yourself um, worked up about it, trying to keep things from God instead of talking about it, which will make you feel better. Third question is, when can we pray? Whenever is a quick answer. Um, he'll always be there to listen to you and he won't say no to listening. And the final question is, is it really complicated? No. Um, it's just like, as I mentioned earlier, it's just like talking to your friend or your parents, except you're talking to God instead. Um, my final note would be that praying is establishing a relationship with God. That's what praying is to me. 
Thank you so much for those tips, Isaac. So good. Super wise, super smart, what yes. a guy. And an amazing Mandalorian and Grogu t-shirt, that's Baby Yoda <laughs> for all of you fans. There you go. What a great establishing a relationship with God. Just finished with a massive bang at the end there, Isaac, why don't you? So let's put our ears on because this is the first thing I want to talk about, okay? So if you've got your ears, we're gonna put our ears on. The other way? Oh yeah, thanks. Oh no, wardrobe malfunction. Okay, I'm just gonna hook them for a minute. Have you got your ears on? Because God is always listening. And here's what we need to know is that we can develop a friendship with God. Did you know that? A relationship and a friendship with God. On Tuesday the 8th of June, I know you all had it marked in your diaries, was National Best Friend Day. Tuesday the 8th of June was National Best Friend Day. And I had to do an assembly. So I did some research on friendship, okay? And I read some interesting studies. So there's a study that says to go from an acquaintance to a close friend takes 50 hours of being, spending time with somebody. So an acquaintance is somebody that you just see and you know and you bump into and you say hi and they say hi and you have a little chat. To then being somebody that you maybe choose to spend a bit of time with, 50 hours to go from an acquaintance to a casual friend, just somebody that you hang out with now and again. And then to, be, to go from a casual friend to a close friend, that means somebody that you really, like, make a point of spending time with, you need to give about another 90 hours of time. Okay, not intense conversation, you're not interrogating them, but you're sitting with them and you're listening to them and they're listening to you and you're talking and you go from a casual friend to a close friend. 140 hours now that you've been spending with this person. And then to become a best friend. How many more hours do you think this study said you need to spend with somebody from being a close friend to a best friend. 200 more hours, that's what they said. Because as you spend time with somebody, over time, you start to talk more about yourself, you start to be more open and honest, and you tell them things, and they tell you things that you wouldn't even necessarily tell close friends. 340 hours from a, hi, hi, nice day, yeah, nice day, to best friend. Somebody that you can be totally relaxed with. Somebody who knows you inside out. Somebody who knows what you're thinking without you saying a word because you just know one another. You know what they love. You know what they don't love. You know what they like. You know what they don't like. And you know one another. And even if you fall out, it doesn't matter because you're best friends. 340 hours. And then the Holy Spirit said this to me. How much time are you spending with your father? I thought, wow. That's a great question, Holy Spirit but I need to make sure that I take time to spend time to talk with my father so that I can hear him and I know that he hears me. To spend time with him. And it's a wonderful thing to do, to talk with him, to make time to talk with him. And then the second thing I thought about was this. Can everybody get your smartphone out? This is the newest Samsung out on the market. It's the Flip. Okay, so the screen works whether it's folded or not. It's right, Scott, isn't it? No? And it says on here, call, call to me and I will answer you and show you great things. That's a verse from Jeremiah. That's what God says to us. But I thought, as I was praying about today, I thought, what do you want to say today, Holy Spirit? And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, how many times a day do you check your phone? How many times a day do I check my phone? Do you really want to know that? I already know that, but I'm just asking you. 
How many times do I just check, put it back? And then I thought, I'll just see what Ofcom has to say, because I don't know the answer. I'm sure Ofcom do. I know the Holy Spirit does, but yeah, he was asking me the question. So it says this, that on average, an adult, a grown-up, checks their phone every 12 minutes of a waking day. That's 80 times a day that we will check our phones. That's a very low estimate. Some studies say up to 150 times or more a day that people check their phones. It also said this, that 60% of under 35s check their phone in the last five minutes before they go to bed, and 75 check it within five minutes of waking up. So within five minutes of waking up, I've checked my phone. Within five minutes of going to sleep, I've checked my phone. And in between, I've checked it at roughly 800, 800, maybe. That was the Holy Spirit, no. 80 to 150 times. And then the Holy Spirit said this, how many times do you check in with your father? I thought that's a really, really good question and I don't like it. But I just thought, the Holy Spirit doesn't want to ever make us feel bad. He just wants to show us things so that we can engage with him and know God better. And I just thought, am I checking in with my father as much as I check in with my phone? When my phone buzzes and I get a WhatsApp or if my kids, love, they, they check on Snapchat or you get an email or you get a ping or a voicemail. So people are getting in touch with you. They're they wanting to speak to you. That's how you, you, know, you check your phone. Or if I want to know what's going on around me, what do I do? I check the phone. If I want to know where to go, I check my phone. If I want to just relax, listen to some music, play a game, I use my phone. But God says, but guess what? I'm always speaking to you. There are always messages from me to you. Check in with me. If you want to know what's going on around you, I'm the almighty God. Maybe check in with me before BBC. Even mind. Said if you want to know where to go, ways is great, but my ways are even better. And if you want to rest and relax, come and spend time with me and you'll be much more refreshed than after a session on Angry Birds. And I just thought, wow, how many times am I checking in with my father? How much time am I spending to invest in my relationship with him, my ears and my phone? And I just want to encourage us today. God loves you. Our father loves us. He wants us to know him and talk with him, and he wants us to always check in with him. I've just got one last story, okay? It says this, your will be done, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've prayed that prayer. The kingdom of God is God's will, God's rule in action. That's what the kingdom of God is. Jesus' will, what Jesus wants happening. So here's a great prayer for all of us. God, what do you want us to do today? I'm on board. That's what that prayer really is. God, whatever it is that you want to do today, I'm going to do it with you and I am on board. I'm in. And then I check in with him. And sometimes you say, I want you to say this. Or I want you to do that. I want you to help this person. I want you to go over to them and I want you to talk to them. That person's sad, I want you to help them. That person's sick, I want you to pray for them. I, I've been going to, I, I go to the gym, that's where I meet most people who aren't Christians. And I've got to know some, some guys at the gym. And there's a particular guy that I've been talking to and I, and I prayed this prayer. I checked in with my father this week. I said, God, I want to have a chance to talk to him more about Jesus, but I don't want it to be weird. I don't want to kind of like shoehorn Jesus in but I just wanted to work can you help me and as we were walking out me and this bloke from the gym were talking and I saw another guy who I've preached about before called Gaz 
And Gaz has always got Bible questions and God questions for me, and he's brilliant. And he says, Richard, and I say, hi Gaz, and he said this. I said, how are you doing Gaz? He said, oh, don't get old. He said, in fact, JC, meaning Jesus Christ, he never got old, did he? So how does he know what it's like to be old? I said, that's a great question, Gaz. But the Bible tells us that he took on his every infirmity, that he, he was tested in every way. And I said, I believe on the cross. He went through so much on the cross that included what the effects of what it must be like to experience and go through old age. There was nothing he hasn't experienced that he can't relate to with us. And my friend from the gym was just listening with a big smile on his face. And I thought, thank you, God. You've given me a chance to talk to this guy about Jesus while he stands there and I'm talking with Gaz, who I've already talked to about, isn't God amazing? He's so clever. And what did it come from? Just praying, saying, God, whatever you're doing today, I'm with you, I'm on board, help me. And God does it every single time. Why? Because he's our father. So I want to close in prayer and we're going to end our time here. So kids, if you could stand and if adults could stand with me for a minute. My closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are loving. We thank you that you are kind. We thank you that you are holy and perfect. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. And Lord, we just say today, Lord, we want to be those who spend time with you and who check in with you, who listen to you, Lord, and look to talk with you and are checking in regularly, Lord, to say whatever you're doing next, I'm with you, I'm on board. Lord, I pray that you'd bless each one of us. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd minister and bring health to anyone who's struggling with sickness. Pray that you bring peace to anybody who's facing anxiety or, or challenges. I pray that you'd bless friendships in school and work and, and you'd bless relationships in families. And above all, Jesus, I pray that you would be glorified in this place and in our lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Be really blessed. Thank you for joining us from home. Have a fantastic Father's Day. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.